Antioch Speaks Season 2 Daily Devotionals with Logan and Brent. We're going to explore the Bible, talk about different topics, and just start your day off uh, with a little bit of the Word. If you want to join in in the fun, send us an email or uh, comment on Antioch Speaks on Facebook or Instagram or uh, interact with us through the email through the website at AntiochSpeaks.com. Happy Tuesday morning. You are back with Antioch Speaks. It's Logan and Brent, and we're doing a Tuesday morning devotional. Uh, Yesterday, we did a devotional, and we uh, shared with you that the Bible says the Lord will provide you with everything you need to live a godly life. That's right. Today, um, we are going to share that you are provided everything you need to overcome any temptation. Ooh. This is going to be fun. Good topic. Huge, debatable topic. I've heard Christians debate this topic till the cows come home. Yeah, dude. We had that one debate. You remember that when we were talking about can you go 24 hours without sinning? Yeah. Can you can you go 24 hours without sinning? I've believed for a long time, yes, we can go 24 hours without sinning. I believe so, too. Some people have told me straight to my face, absolutely not. I no cannot way you go get through one whole day, wake up at 5 a.m., go to sleep at 5 a.m. the next morning, and not sin. Yeah. No way. I mean, way. dude, even if you cut it out eight hours still, like 5 a.m., you went to bed at like 10, yeah. whatever, 8, 9, Yeah, you can it. make it. I you can, can make I it can, through Yes, day. you can do it. I believe it, biblically you can do it. We had, I think, maybe a dozen men and women. It was, it was mixed. It wasn't all men or all women. And everyone was, you know, there was people going, I'm a good person and I can't get through the day. And then there was people emphatically going, I'm not good, but you could do it. Yeah. Emphatically. And I, and I heard the question, could you get through the next five minutes? And it, I, that's an emphatic yes. <laughs> yes. There's no <laughs> doubt you can get through the next five minutes. And if you just did that a few hundred times throughout your day, you're going to make it through the day, you would think. Yeah. And you don't have to lock yourself in your closet to do this either. You I don't have you to can, hide. You can go out into the real world, talk to people. And and go see. to work, go over to your in-laws, run into your ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. Oh, exes and in-laws. And still not sin. And still not sin. Glory to God. Oh, I believe Somebody it. Somebody I believe it now. It took, it took, it, it, I was one of those in the dozen that was going, no, no, Logan, no, you can't. It's all right. Let's look and see what the Bible has to say, yeah? Yes, let's go to the Bible. What you got? Um, you want me to start? I got 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Which goes to what we were talking about yesterday is if you stay close to him, you stay in your Bible, uh, you pray, you fellowship with believers. I believe that you need to do the public hearing, as it says in First Timothy. As you do these things, you grow stronger, and you don't have to be overtaken by temptation. Just as the same as as you do these things, he provides you everything you need to live a godly life. Now, when it says God will provide the way out, and, and he won't tempt you or allow you to be tempted above what you can bear is do you think that each individual has different levels of what they can endure temptation wise? Or do you think it's just 
he's speaking to the church in in general saying you all as the body of Christ have level of one level where you're all going to endure and God will still allow this to happen so that you know that he's the one that provided out. Do you think each individual has different levels of what they can endure? Or you think it's just a standard? Yeah. I mean, I have an answer for that, Logan. I, I do think that we're all given different measures of faith. We're all given different measures. Um, and I think through exercising belief, you know, so you might lay your hand on a dozen people and, and pray that they be healed and not one single man or woman get healed. But it builds your faith, and it builds your confidence in laying hands. I mean, the first time I went into street ministry, I was terrified to talk to anyone. I was terrified of everyone. But now, some days, it might just be Tuesday, and I remember my street ministry, and I just want to pray with a random person in a restaurant. So I think everyone is given a certain measure, but then it builds. But to speak straight to the question, I think Paul, and and this is why I'm so fascinated with everything he ever wrote, he has a way of disarming whatever excuse you're going to come oh, up with. Oh, come on. And that's what he does here. He says, listen, no matter what you try to tell me, the Lord's not going to let you get held down and be forced to sin. Ooh, There's a way out. Come on, preach. Yeah, I love that. That's my So I, I agree, because like, think about it like this. Let's say you're, a mega, you're part of a mega church, right? And let's say you're a treasurer. You're part of the treasury team. You know, You might be tempted to steal money from the church. But you know, average Joe in the pew, he's not gonna be—he's not gonna have that temptation because he's not in that level of leadership. So I do—I do agree. I think depending on your, you know, your walk with the Lord, where He has you, there is different levels of temptation, and it might be different styles of temptation too. But the one thing I love is it says God will provide. God will provide, he will a, provide way. a way. So out. in in your example, if you are the treasurer and you have access to a lot of money and someone in your family has cancer and the bills are piling up, the Lord will provide a way out, out of that. You don't have to steal right, to pay come the bills. On. You, you don't, don't have to sin to gain uh, the next step or the advancement or whatever you want. Like Sinning doesn't gain you favor with God. True. It's God true. looks away from sin. I hate like to tell people that, but it's like God, when, you look, when, he, when he looks at you and you're about to sin, he turns his face from you. And man, that that'll That's that'll break your thought. heart. It's a scary thought. Man. God Almighty, the one who created you, knitted you in your mother's womb. When you sin, he's he's got to turn his face from you. But here's the good news: he will return your his face to you when we That's repent, true. when and we and ask we, him, when we yeah, when we come to is, him. You know what? If you're already wanting to tune out because of this topic, wait till the end. This yeah, come gets on, juicy. This is good. This news. is a, this is good news. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read a scripture from James four. Ready? Okay, go. James four. Verse 7, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he, being God, will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. That's 7 through 10, James 4. So what I like about this is, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know that the devil has no authority over you to make you do the things that you do? None. Is that not insane? There's so much power in the statement. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Mathematically, that's two plus two, and you don't need any resist him, and he'll flee. Yeah, so you say, well, what does it look like to resist the devil? You know what? Like, you have the ability to say, Devil, I'm not doing that. 
and you can change your focus. You know, when sin comes, it starts in the mind, right? We always have these like weird thoughts or maybe we have an idea like, oh, maybe I can get back at this person or maybe I can do this and get away with it and not get caught. And it's always a thought, right? Like if, you know, Paul says to take every thought captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So usually sin starts in most times in your in your head. You're, you're thinking about something. You're trying to get away with something. You're trying to, you know, do something, but you're like, ah, should I really do that? You know, that's when you want to take it captive and you want to say, okay, nope, not doing this. And I tell you what, this one missionary friend of mine um, from China told me when the devil comes around, start praising God. Because when you start praising God, he can't stay. I love it. I yeah. love that. I will, I'm telling you, like in my moments of weakness where I'm alone, God is, you know, in a season of my life where maybe I'm not hearing his voice every day and the devil wants to come in and say something or try to entice me with some fleshly desire to do whatever, you know, speak whatever and just not care about my actions. I find myself going, nope, I better go worship God because as soon as his, as soon as I call on his name, he shows up and the devil can't stay. Cause it says in the Bible where, where, you know, where their light is, darkness can't, can't remain. It has to flee. It's a good word, man. And, I, and I'll tell you, because I've been in the situation where I thought there was a presence, and I didn't know what to do. I had never done this before. And that's, that's what I did. I just said, you're the mighty creator, the great counselor, the great physician. Everything you do is good. Nothing bad comes from you. And it, had to, I, I, it could not rest there with me as I was glorifying my father. And then the words came. Yeah, come but, on. But, you know, like you said, draw near to the Lord. Yeah. And he draws near to you. That's that's the beautiful thing about praise and worship. When you praise him, you you call on his name. He will like it's literally his word. What 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 blows my mind is that God says that his name is the most powerful thing, right? But it's second to his word. God is bound by his word. It says that he put his word above his name. So if 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 he says that he's going to draw near to you, if you draw near to him, he will. He's going to. He's going to. It's absolutely every single time I've ever tried it, it's happened. It's happened every time. And so here's where it says, um, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I think the double-minded is the person who loves God, who believes. So the Holy Spirit has pricked your heart at some point, and you know Christ is the son of a virgin. You know Christ died and, and came back three days later, but you don't think you can overcome your sin. You think throughout the day tomorrow, you're going to have to sin and, and you can't get through. I don't care what your sin is. It doesn't matter what it is that has got you bound. You think when it's time, and I think you're listening to us right now, and, you, and, you're, and when it's time to sin, you have to do it. Like You just have to do it. You can't not do it. You're, you're, that's double-minded. To believe that the Lord wants you to be in his presence as a righteous person but you have to sin is a double mind. That's, yeah. There's no way you can do both. To believe that you're supposed to love your neighbor and steal from your boss if you have the opportunity, that's double-minded. That, yeah. can't, be, that can't be the same. Love your neighbor and uh, covet their wife? No, that's, that you, that's double-minded. And I think we have good news because it says, wash your hands and purify your hearts. Mm. And I'm going to ask you, I know we already pulled the scripture, but how do we do that, Logan? How do we wash our hands and purify our hearts? I mean, let's just think about it, first of all, in practical ways. Wash your hands, purify your hearts. Okay, to me, wash your hands means, okay, let's let's clean up. Let's not keep doing what we're doing. Yes. 
let's let's take a moment to like expose the lie that oh this is how it's always been this is how it's always going to be you know one of my favorite things that pastor says at our church and when i first started becoming a really dedicated believer a dedicated christian he would say something and i had it on a poster and it like hung up in my room for a long time and it was your past does not define your future yes and i think that is straight up godly wisdom that just because you, this is how it's always been, maybe this is how you've always been raised, you know, to think one way or to act a certain way or to to express yourself in a certain way doesn't mean that it has the right to remain. Amen. It's true. So stop doing what you're doing and then purify your hearts. How do you purify your heart? To me, if you ask me, you go to the... I like how it says it, and it, there's a verse that talks about husbands wash your wives with the water of his word. Yes, yes. There's a cleansing when you get in the word and the word begins to to filter out the deposits of just gross sin, flesh, things like that. Yes. And then the spirit will come in and fill it. So you clean the water, you clean your heart, you, you flush it out with the word, and then you ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill it. I love it. I love it. So, and then the, the other thing to me, you know, Jesus plainly says, uh, can confess your sins one to another and pray for each other and you will be healed. You will be forgiven. Yeah. So I think there's, and, and that's what I'm going to, I'm going to read this scripture to close this out is say, if this was discouraging, if you're living in sin and you felt like what we just said is impossible and, and we're uh, religious and we're, you know, judgmental that I have a scripture that uh, should bring this right back around and give you hope and know that neither Logan or I think that we are above sin. Yeah, we just do believe that we're walking righteous right now in this moment. Come on. And you can too yeah. walk righteous. And I've overcome a ton of different sins by following these uh, commandments or these uh, uh, instructions straight from the Bible. This yeah. isn't something that the pastor pulled me aside and said, hey, Brent, it's my idea that you do this. This is in the Bible. If you read your Bible, you find these instructions. So if you're still here and you haven't tuned out on righteous living, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful Come and on. just and will for forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's how you pur purify your hands. How yeah. do you wash your hands and purify your heart? You confess your sins. That's it. You confess your sins. You reach out to him for the power when temptation comes. He will deliver. He will deliver you yeah, come on. from temptation. When you are looking right in the face of the devil, and you're looking right in the face of the flesh, wanting what the flesh wants, cry out to Jesus, and he, you will be delivered. And what the most beautiful thing is to me, if you confess your sin and then you go back to it, you can keep confessing your sin, and I'm telling you, the more you confess, the more you're telling yourself, I don't want this. There is power in confession, and eventually, just like when you became a believer, the Lord took on your new being, your new creation, He's going to take the sin nature away more and more and more the more you confess it, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I've and done it. It takes you right back. Every time you confess your sin and cry out to God, you build what you asked me about earlier. Are we given different measures of tolerance? Are we given yeah, different? Yeah, come on. You build it. Every time you tell your brother or sister in Christ, I am facing this temptation. I have fallen to this sin. 
Every time you confess it, you repent to the Lord, you get clean, you wash your hands, your heart gets purified, then you are getting stronger when temptation comes. You can stand in Him and overcome temptation and live a righteous life. Come on. That's Thanks it. for listening to Antioch Speaks. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed Tuesday. And we're, we're, we're going to try and give you one for Wednesday morning. Let's do it. Live reporting from my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So you have a covenant that God makes with King David that there would be a king that would reign on his throne forever. Somewhere along the line, people have taken women, honor men, and, you know, obeying men and has twisted it to such a distorted thing that women don't have as much value. Any um, she said she, was, she wasn't having a, a panic attack over something bad that happened. She was freaking out because, like, God spoke to her. And um, the Lord told her, I had a vision of me standing before a crowd and preaching the gospel to a bunch of people and people getting saved. Success, like thinking that success will fulfill the emptiness in you and success will make you feel worthy and it will give you worth. And in, in a sense, like I believe God wants us to be successful, but success doesn't mean money. It doesn't mean women or men or designer bags or billion dollar homes or you know a bunch of zeros in your bank account because people can say oh I serve a church but they can serve it without having their heart in it they can serve it for the image of serving a church there's a difference between I've learned over between watching my parents serve watching other people serve and just serving in different churches and in different environments that it's a lot to do with the heart of the person and how they come off and how they serve. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there.